Okay, so the end of my third shear on the international Alaska date line got cut off. So we're going to make this its own shear, short shear, on the Arctic Circle. Now, what is the Arctic Circle? So the Arctic Circle is places on the globe, since the globe is on a tilt. So there are certain places right close to the North Pole, above 65 degrees, close to the North Pole, and <clears throat> close to the South Pole, that during the, let's talk about the North Pole, during the summer months, you will have, depending on how far up it is, some of these places have, let's say, two months of just summer, of just daytime, I apologize, meaning the sun will go up, and it will stay up, it will stay light outside for two months. Even at three o'clock in the morning, it will be light outside, it will not be dark, there is no sunset and no sunrise for some of the places, two months, three months, four months, the higher you go, the longer that time frame is, Actually, in the North Pole itself, or the South Pole itself, you'll actually have six months straight of day, the North Pole, six months summer of daytime, and then a six-month winter of nighttime. That's a pretty fascinating idea. Now, the question is, how does that affect halacha? We know in halacha that you, for example, daven three times a day, shachras mincha ma'eruv. What's a date? Well, that's easy. When the sun rises, that is the beginning of the day. And when the sun sets, that is the end of the day. I don't want to focus right now whether we're talking about Shkia or Tzais. We'll just call it Shkia for simplicity. Now, that's all well in 99.9% of the world, whatever it is. Well, not 99.9% of the world in regards to land mass, in regards to space in the globe, but 99.9% of the world that people actually live in, where people are living. But there are certain places in Sweden, in Norway, I think in Russia, certain places in Russia, Alaska, where this is a real thing, where you might have two months of the year with the sun doesn't go down. And it might be a very interesting tourist attraction. It's a cool place to go. And some of these places are cold throughout the year, but you want to go in the summer, that's when you could actually visit these places, go on a cruise to there maybe, and these halachas are going to be negea to some. Now the question is, when is, what do you do in those places? If the sun doesn't rise and the sun doesn't set, how is the halachal day determined? By what factors? So, one suggestion is the suggestion of the Minchas Alazar, the, the old Munkach Rebbe, who said like this, We know in Allah, it's very clear in Allah, that the day begins at sunrise, and the day sets, and the day ends at sunset. If on that Tuesday morning the sun rose, and the sun did not set. It happens to be it took what we would call two months. You know, it went through July and August like that. But the sun did not set. Halakhically, that is one day. That is one day. And therefore, you'll daven chakras, you know, and you're, let's say it's two months where you're at. Where you're at. So you daven chakras, you know, in the first couple of weeks. Daven mincha towards the later weeks that you're there, and after two months, when the sun finally goes down, that will be time to daven Meirev. What about Shabbos? There's no Shabbos. If the sun doesn't set, we don't go on to the next day, 
and there is no Shabbos. And we see a couple of times in Chazal that the sun stayed up for people. Stayed up for people for different things. Moshe Rabbeinu to write a Sefer Torah. For There's a couple of places in, that we see, in, we see in Chazal that the sun stayed up. And seemingly the presentation isn't that the day ended while the sun was up. Seemingly the day continued as long as that sun stayed up. Granted, it might not have been two months, it might have been an extra couple of hours, but the Minchus Lezer argues, what should be the difference? When the sun stays up, the day goes on. So what do you do about Shabbos? So, no Shabbos. And what if it was Shabbos, meaning the sun rose on a Shabbos morning, and the sun didn't go down for two months, or maybe the North Pole for six months? Then... You're going to have a two months of Shabbos. That will definitely be challenging. Uh, but yeah, that would be the halacha, according to the Minchas Lazar. What about the North Pole itself, the uppermost part of the globe, which you have a full six months of darkness, followed by a full six months of light? So at the Minchas Lazar, each day takes a year. It takes what we would call a year to complete a day. And every one of every seven years, you're going to have a year of Shabbos. How do you know when is that year of Shabbos? You have to calculate from Briya Sa'ilam and figure out when Shabbos will be. Pretty wild. Rabbi Yaakov Emden has a different shot. We know there's a Gemara in the Shabbos and Gitten. Also, I think it's in whatever, both places, I think. Maybe for sure in Shabbos. That if somebody's lost in the desert, let's say, you know, they, they, and they don't know what day it is. They're lost on an island, they don't know what day it is. What they're supposed to do, it's a whole machlekes, but I'm going to bring us to the maskana. You shall keep six days as weekdays, and the seventh day you should treat as Shabbos. Even though you have no knowledge of that seventh day being Shabbos, for all you know it's Tuesday, However, the halacha is, you make your own count, you make your objective count of six days of the week, followed by your personal seventh day of Shabbos, and you keep that seventh day of Shabbos. Now, Rabbi Yaakov says that our case is similar to that. You can't tell what day it is, you don't know what day it is. You keep six days, and the seventh day is going to be Shabbos. Now, maybe that, if, I, if I showed up on a Matzah Shabbos, that makes a lot of sense. I understand Rabbi Yaakov Emden. But you hear what Rabbi Yaakov Emden is saying? You showed up on a Tuesday afternoon. Count six days. And then the seventh day will be Shabbos. So that's a pretty crazy thing. But you might ask on Rabbi Yaakov Emden, you know, I know, why am I getting it wrong? Let me, you know, I may not know exactly what hour to start Shabbos, but let me start, let's say it's Tuesday afternoon, I'll start counting to Wednesday afternoon, Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon, three days, and then I'll start Shabbos. Why six days? And by the way, the Tveris Yisrael actually says that shot. You count however many days it is, and then you make that Shabbos. Seemingly very logical. So the Chayur Pshat in Rabbi Yaakov Emden is, that 
Really, the day does not continue. In reality, it's still Thursday. And when seven days later, by the fo- it's really just the following Tuesday. It's still really that original Tuesday. The day has never progressed. It's been Tuesday for two months. However, since there is no time here, he equates that to the Gemara of being lost, because in reality, according to most Pshatim in the Gemara, when you're lost in the Midbar, you're lost in the desert, it's, the reason that you keep that seventh day is that you don't forget Shabbos. It's Midrabanan. Not because Midrabanan it actually counts as Shabbos. So he says here too, you're going to keep Shabbos every seventh day, not because it actually is Shabbos, but it's a Midrabanan type of idea that you don't come to forget Shabbos. The Rav Chukotinsky, who is, once again, he's the international heavyweight champion, presumably, in these matters. He says that he agrees with Rabbi Yaakov Emden. However, he has a basic question on Rabbi Yaakov Emden. What does it mean, count six days? If the sun's not going up and the sun's not going down, one cannot count six days. There aren't days to count. So Rav Chukotinsky explains that in reality, even when you're in the North Pole, or these places in upper Sweden and Norway and Alaska and Russia, wherever they may be. The sun still circles around the sky. It just doesn't dip below the horizon. So there's still a circle of the sun. And each circle of the sun represents a 24-hour period. So based on the, how the sun circles, there is a way of counting the days of the week. So you count the six days and then Shabbos. So, Next time that, uh, you know, next time the Yankees or the Knicks or whoever may be, you know, are in the seventh game of the World Series or the Knicks are in the seventh game of the NBA championship or whatever, and that seventh game of the World Series is on Shabbos and you want to know, how in the world am I going to watch it? I can't go on. Nebuch, somebody can't go on without watching that seventh game of the World Series. We have an Eitzah. Go up to the North Pole or close to it. And then, maybe if it's in October, you might need to go to the South Pole, whichever one it may be. And then you'll have a Saturday that won't be Shabbos. And you'll be able to have that day, and you'll be able to watch your game according to the Minchas Lazar, according to Rav Yaakov Emden, according to Rav Chukotinsky. Pretty amazing. Uh, I hope... I hope you don't need to watch it so bad. Um, now, they all agree that once you go back to the normal world, we don't say, oh, I'm up to Tuesday. You guys, oh, you guys are up to Friday? Oh, don't worry, I have, a, I have four more days. I have three more days till Shabbos. Because for me, you've got to understand my count. Now, you don't have your personal count. Once you go back to normal society, you follow the count of the normal world. Now, just to be clear, what's the machalikis between Rabbi Yaakov Emden and Tveris Yisrael? Because Tveris Yisrael said you just count the however many days you have till Shabbos. So Rabbi Yaakov Emden holds that there is no count. Meaning, it's just, there's nothing to count from. There's no point in counting from your day because it's absolute that the day does not continue. Whereas Tveris Yisrael seems to understand that the day really is continuing and Therefore, you'll make your own count. Rav Sternbach has a very interesting shot. Seems very, quite logical. 
He says, even in the areas close to the North Pole, it's true that the sun doesn't dip below the horizon, and therefore there is no darkness. However, the sun still circles the sky, and it still goes up and down. There is a highest point, and there is a lowest point in the orbit of the sun. And therefore, he says, that lowest point of the sun, even though it's still light outside, that is called sunset, that is Shkia. And one second later, after it reaches its lowest point, and starts heading back up to its highest point, that point is called Nitz. So, he says, you really have the days. The days continue. It's just that daytime lasts for 11 hours and 59 minutes and 59 seconds, and nighttime lasts for one second. And therefore, what do you do in such a scenario? What you do is, you dive in chakras in the first, you know, regular shayasamanis. You break up that 11, 23-hour, 59-minute day until into 12 shayasamanis, and you have that amount of time to dive in chakras. You dive in mincha before plag, because there's not enough time to dive in after plag, and then you dive in after plag. Um, in such a scenario, it's debatable whether that mayrev really is going to work, that my, because a Mayrev after plug does work. However, when there is no night, there is debate whether that should work. And therefore, you'll do Mayrev with a Tanai of it being in the Dava. And, that, and you'll keep Shabbos on Saturday. And that seems to work very nicely. Uh, Reb Chaim Kanievsky says that you keep the last known sunset. So the la- and the last known, no, known sunrise, the last known shkia, the last known nates. So usually at the, that area, it's going to be something like 11.59 p.m. or something like that. 11.50 p.m. is going to be the last sunset from the day before. And 12.10 will be the last sunrise, you know, after that or something like that. You know, they have a 20-minute, 20 half, 20 half-an-hour night, probably the shortest night, the last night before that. And that's what you're going to use. Although in Svar, it's a little bit hard to say because what does that have to do with Today. Um, Rabbi Sternbach definitely has, seems to have the logic advantage. Uh, Rabbi Yaakov Kamnetsky and Rabelsky, they have an interesting pshat. And they want to say that there is something called a classic day, a standard day. That classic day is the equinox day, where you have Nates at 6 a.m., Shkia at 6 p.m. A 12-hour perfect day. When we have the sun which is going to tell us differently, we'll follow the sun. But once we get to this area where you do not have a sun going up and a sun going down, therefore we revert back to the classic equinox day, and you're going to have Nates at 6 a.m. and Shkia at 6 p.m. And that will be your day, and you divide the Shavistamaneos accordingly. This is actually a Chiddush, because what Shaykhus? What is that, who said this idea that equinox is the standard day? I heard a suggestion from Ray Cooper, which I think is very logical. He says, even Rabbi Yaakov Emden and Rabbi wouldn't have too much of a problem with keeping of Sturmbach's day. Because once again, if their idea of keeping one of every seven days isn't because you really believe that day is Shabbos, but it's just, a, so to speak, a Darabanan, that you have to keep Shabbos once every seven days in order that Shabbos shall not be forgotten. Therefore, <clears throat> the suggestion is to follow, go with Rav Sternbach Shita, which seems to be have the most logical basis relatively. Once again, I don't want to judge. I agree with Rav Cooper's assessment. 
So I'll, 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 I'll go with him. I'd rather him be the one to make that call rather than me. And we're going to follow Rav Sturmbach's, um, Rav Sturmbach's date, which means that Shabbos will be on Saturday, and we'll follow that clock as can be, you know, 23 hours, 59 minute days, and whatever, a couple seconds of night. And that's what we'll call our day. And Lechayr of Yaakov Emden and Rav Chikotinsky wouldn't really have a problem with that because you are keeping Shabbos one of every seven days. It just happens to be that local Saturday. And the, there's another advantage, which I forgot to mention, there's a negative point of Rav Chikotinsky and uh, Rav Yaakov Emden, is that for me, it's going to be Shabbos, but for that guy, it's going to be it's going to be Thursday, because I came, you know, I came two days later than him, or he he came actually two days later than me, and everybody, all the Jews there are going to be at different times. How do you get a minion? For me, I need Shabbos. For you, you need during the week. I could do melacha. You can't do melacha. Doesn't sound very mistaber that that be the situation. But if we all follow Sternbach's Mahalach, you're going to have Shabbos on Saturday. You're going to have Shabbos one of every seven days. You're going to have a clear way of defining the Zmanim. And therefore, L'chaira, that is the best Mahalach to follow. And that is what I would advise. But it's definitely complicated visiting these areas. And therefore, if there is no real big need, there might be an advantage of avoiding, this, avoiding these areas. But if you're asking, is it mutter? Are you luckily allowed to? Yes. It's mutter, yes, you're luckily allowed to. And yes, we have guidance from our post scheme as to what to do. Thank you.